As a trade association for realtors, that is our mission. And and we stay absolutely focused on that mission. Now, we do have a consumer ad campaign to bring to light what a realtor does for consumers. But we are not confused as to who we serve. We serve realtors. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 310 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, I'm headed to California. Not literally, but, you know, via Squadcast. And I'm going to be talking to Sarah Sudachan, Senior Vice President of Member Information for the California Association of Realtors, one of the largest associations in the country. We both grew up in Southern California, so I have a few questions about that, of course, and then a lot of questions about what's happening at CAR, what are some of the changes she's seen, and what are some of the things she sees moving forward. So it's going to be very fun. Uh, conversation, and let's get this thing started. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I I know we tried to kind of connect um, a little while ago during the pandemic, and you know, you have, it was right during lockdown, and California was very severe with the lockdown. Am I, is that a pretty correct assumption there? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. Yeah, I knew that. Um, it's still pretty crazy, but not as crazy. Right. So I'm in Florida we just have been doing whatever we want for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did it different. even exist? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so first of all, you know, I, I do some research and I see that, you know, you've been with the California Association of Realtors for over 20 years, right? I know you kind of, yeah. you went to school in California. And so I'm going to assume you're a California native. How did I do? You did really, you did your research. Bill. Yes. So where did you grow up? What part of the state? Los Angeles. Okay. And if any of your viewers are old enough to know about the uh, the movie Valley Girl, that was me. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, which is a uh, suburb of Los Angeles. You're telling me you've been to the Galleria. Uh, I grew up at the Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that timing. So I'm thinking about it. Yeah. That movie probably came out right about the right time for you. Where, right. Yeah. yeah. All of my life. cousins in in the Midwest, it's my mom on my mom's side, all my cousins were like, talk like a valley girl. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I guess I just norm that's just normal me. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Because I grew up in San Diego, right? Um oh, I was there. For, yeah, I was there for almost almost 40 years. And earthquakes were a part of my life and your life growing up. They were just oh, yeah. a part of it, right? And I know people you talk to people back east who go through hurricanes and tornadoes, but earthquakes freak them out even more. Um, I, I you yeah. went to Cal State Northridge at one yeah. point in time, right? And Northridge was that the the earthquake in the early nineties, ninety one or ninety two. Uh, were you was that a part of your life? Were you in town at that time? <laughs> I know it was early in the morning, but it's funny you ask. Yes, I remember it vividly. Oh. I graduated high school in 1993, so I'm totally dating myself. But um, that earthquake was in 94. Okay. And so I was still living at home. 
and I had younger siblings. And I remember trying to run in the house while it was moving. And I swear to God, I felt like I was not moving anywhere. Like the floor was just going under. It just disappeared. And I was running it and not moving. So it was weird. And I went to go, you know, I wanted to take care of my younger siblings and I stuffed them under the bed. I did do everything you shouldn't do in an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was very, well, no, I mean, I, I, I got them secured. I wasn't like not smart about it, but it was like, we didn't stand under a doorway, you know, all of that stuff that people, you know, what is it? I was going to say stop, drop, and roll, but that's not that's not right. Kind of close. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's the same thing. The public it's service been a while announcements that would tell you in, what to do in the event of Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in school and did the. We used to growing up. We used to have have these earthquake drills where you would go under your desk and hold on. Yeah. And so I didn't do that. I just stuffed them under a, a secure bed. <laughs> they were little. They were really little, and. um it was, we had a lot of earthquake damage and there were so many people. I mean, there was that apartment that crushed people. I mean, it was yeah. really scary. And yeah. we had, you know, the whole neighborhood kind of got together and helped each other turn their gas off. It was, it was a really community building experience, I have to say, but it was, yeah, we had, we stayed at, it was funny. My, my parents are divorced and we ended up staying at my dad and stepmom's house my mom being at her ex-husband and new wife's house. It was really weird, but it was, you know, community. Yeah. It was, we were all just in it together. It's what people had to do. Yeah. It's, it's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I was, I'm old enough to remember 1971, another big one up in the LA area, just sitting on the ground. I was, I was 10 years old at the time. And I, I all I remember is w- there's like a gopher coming up to bite me. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was the ground shaking. You know? <laughs> it was the ground. It's so weird. You can't even explain it unless you've you got to do it. Unless you've been through it. And yeah. yeah, my grandmother was from Florida. Well, she she was from the um, New England area, and she retired in Florida. And then when she uh, couldn't live by herself, she moved in with us, and she couldn't stand not knowing when an earthquake was, was coming. Right. So yeah, she didn't stay very long in California. Hurricanes are just the opposite. For like four days, you're just waiting for it to get there. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's it's. In her opinion, it was like at least you knew it yes. was coming. True. And True. and that's the. I guess that's the unknown with yeah. earthquakes. Uh, I I found something interesting in your background, and I I, I have to talk about this. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, for for a number of years, you know, you worked at AutoZone, <laughs> and I I think. It, like I, if for a great job for someone like right out of high school or, you know, young and working at an auto zone can set you up for life because now you know stuff about cars and you won't, you won't be that person <laughs> that just doesn't know anything about a, an engine or cars or whatever. Is that true? So funny. Yeah. I, um, the, my claim to fame now is I know how to change my wiper blades. Good. Yeah. When in those rare occasions that it would rain in Southern California, <laughs> I would change wiper blades at AutoZone. Yeah. My kids um my kids love to tease me about AutoZone. They're like, "Get in the zone, AutoZone." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was actually it was a good experience. I agree with you. I mean, it taught me about 
you know, standing up for myself, being strong. And, you know, a lot of times <laughs> a woman work, working at an auto parts place, <laughs> you get underestimated. So it set me up for uh, strength and, and the future of my career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in a little while. So that's, I think that's cool that, that, uh, that, that, that sort of crossover happened. You know, you're probably the only one that has asked me about AutoZone in my 20 year career at CAO. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Perfect. All right. So let's get back to business then. You, you graduate from Cal State Northridge. Uh, you, it's not very long after graduation that you start with, uh, with the California Association of Realtors. What, what was the, what was that impetus? What, what was, what drew you into them? Well, I will tell you what's not in my LinkedIn. And I kind of hid this for a long time because it was a a shameful, at least I thought it was shameful. I worked for a commercial real estate broker for a hot minute after college Mm -hmm. and I hated it. I hated it. I hated the environment. I hated the people I worked with. No, no disrespect. It was just not the right place for me. Yeah. And, um, so I didn't put that on my LinkedIn. I didn't put that on my resume. I didn't even tell the people I worked at the, at CAR that I worked for a real, a commercial real estate broker. Cause I didn't last very long. And it was just kind of a, an embarrassment on, on my, um, on my resume. But I will say what it did for me was taught me what I didn't want to do in the real estate side. Yeah. I did not want to be in commercial. And then I, um, I very, very quickly met Leslie Appleton Young, who I was just like, well, I know what I don't want, but she's what, what I do want. She's yeah. who I want to work for. I want to be like her. I want to be her. I, I just want to know her. I want to learn from her. And that's kind of where I got started at CAR. It was, um, it was it was right out of very much. I was very green right out of college. And I was just, you know, taken by this fabulous woman who was boss in her own right and just getting yeah. stuff done. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got started at CAR. That was 20 years ago. I, um, I started as a entry level researcher. I was a data nerd. Yeah. I call myself a, a recovering economist. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you say that, I mean, but you, 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 got your master's in economics, right? I did. Yeah. I did. And, and, you know, for, for a decade, more than a decade, I did, I, I did, I was a research economist for the trade association. Right. Right. Um, and it, it really is, I am rooted in the data. It is what every single one of my initiative is, is initiatives are based on. It's looking at the data and spotting an opportunity in that data. So I know that sounds really geeky, but it is really, you can't argue with statistics. You really can't. No. No. And um, Woman Up is one example of that. You know, when we look at the percentage of women in this industry, it's the majority by far, 67 to 70% of realtors are women across the country. Um, but when you look at the, the brokerage firms and, and the, um, CEOs in those roles, the broker owners, principals, it was mainly men. And so based on the data, we were able to create this initiative to help women take that next step in their career. Right. And so that, that is 
kind of how I base everything. It's all rooted in data. Right. And facts. That'll be a part of your life forever, right? I, I'm sure. sure once a data nerd, always a data nerd. Is that pretty yeah. safe? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely. I definitely went the safer route in the industry and I have to give, you know, huge shout out to realtors who are, you know, pushing pavement every day and um doing the the work. I was so scared to to go into that side of it and definitely didn't like the commercial side and I didn't know if I wanted to sell and live on commission and so I took the safer route with the data. <laughs> no, no, that, that makes sense. You know, Whenever I talk to anyone, you know, at, at a high level with um, associations, it's it's got to be a different. Uh, it's a it's an entirely different way of looking at. I think at work because ultimately, it's a nonprofit, and there's a board that's in mm-hmm. very much in control of, for sure, the CEO position. Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they decide that they want to make a change or move in a different direction, they they can do that sort of thing. You don't see it very often. It seems like it doesn't. Ha- it happens rarely, but it's there that the, the CEO annually has to do the things that the board wants to accomplish. But at the same time, especially with CAR, yes. I mean, I can't even imagine the size of the staff and all those other things that are going on. So it must be this it's, it's an ongoing, you know, the, the strat planning is every year, there's all this stuff that's so involved in a nonprofit, especially of that size. Right. Yeah. We, and we're very unique. Um, I think real estate associations are unique because our board is so large, but that also gives us such power in, in our policy initiatives. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we have 800 people on our board of directors in California, and that really is, is profound. And we are the largest business group in Sacramento. They call us the realtors, right. And that gives us a lot of, um, political goodwill and power. And we stay really super focused on, real estate, right? Like we're, we stay in our lane when it comes to our legislative priorities and what that means for realtors. Um, and so that really does give you a lot of political goodwill and, and clout, but yes. And in terms of our board of directors, it's not like a for-profit company where you have, you know, 12 people on the board and, you know, a, a CEO and chairman. No, it's a little bit different dynamic, but it is definitely a team. We have a leadership team that's elected. And then we have our CEO and our executive lead staff. Yeah. Um, we have, I think five departments, five department heads. I'm one of them. And um, it's a very close knit relationship. We have a new CEO that came on board yeah. uh, just this year. Yeah. Uh, Joel Singer, who was our CEO for 30 plus years, just retired a mentor, a friend. He actually gave me a call yesterday. It was so nice to talk to him. It is definitely a different dynamic. And um, I think it's really taught me the importance of collaboration and teamwork, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> being in that environment for so long. And um, we have a lot of uh, voices, and that's a really great thing when you're when you're looking at big, broad issues that impact realtors and impact the real estate industry and impact um, home ownership in communities across, I would say, California, but across the the country. Yeah, your your primary 
customer are, are realtors in California, right? In yes. your association. Absolutely. Um, and so how, how there's also, you talked about home ownership, which directly affects and impacts, you know, a ton of consumers as well. So how, how, how do you, how do you handle those two different pieces of the puzzle is the the majority of the focus going to be on realtors on taking care of their needs and and making sure that we're moving in the right direction for them. Yeah, as a yeah. trade association for yeah. realtors, that is our mission, and and we stay absolutely focused on that mission. Now we do have a consumer ad campaign to bring to light what a realtor does for consumers. Mm-hmm. But we are not confused as to who we serve. Right. We serve realtors. And we and our mission is to make sure that the realtors through cl- and the realtors make money, their bottom line. You know that is our whole mission, but also preserving private property rights through collective action, and that is our action in Sacramento, in California, and also we do um, federal lobbying as well. I mean, we're actually unique in that in that regard because we're so big. We do have a federal lobbying arm. Um, a colleague of mine does this. He, I, anytime I want to know about what's going on in federal politics, I talk to him about it because he's just so, so well-versed. And there are certain policy um, implications for California that's different for, you know, that, that happen at the federal level that's different, that wouldn't happen for others, other states or smaller states for, right. for that matter. So, so it's a very important piece of what we do. How big is CAR at the moment? It's massive. I know that, but how how many members? So CAR has two hundred eleven thousand members. I think two hundred twelve is our forecast for this year. Um, and I will say Florida just surpassed us by a couple thousand realtors. So I I would like to encourage more Californian realtors <laughs> to you know join us. <laughs> but you want to get yeah. back at Florida? That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and we have one hundred thirty six staff. Wow. Um, we have 800 board members, as I, as I mentioned, yeah. we have four leadership team. We have our president, uh, Otto Katrina, our president elect, Jennifer Brancini, our treasurer, Heather Osher, and our CEO, John Seabury. Yeah. 1.6 million realtors in the country. And you're telling me like 450,000 of those over a quarter are in two states <laughs> between California That's- and Florida. It's true. Wow. And and that doesn't even include, Bill, that doesn't even include licensees wow. <laughs> in California. Wow. I think we have double that. We have wow. 450,000 licensees in California because everybody wants to say they have a California real estate license. So gotcha. who, who wouldn't want to have a California real estate Look, license? I always speak highly of California. I defend it. <laughs> Thank time. you. Regularly. How's that? We have our set of challenges. We have so yeah. many challenges in the state. Yeah. And I was just talking to Bob, Bob McKinnon. Yes. You know, with Bob. Exit Realty. Yeah, yes. Sure. Yes. I was just talking to him. He says, hi, by the way, but <laughs> he said, he said, we're taking all of your Californians in Texas. So <laughs> there I you think go. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have our set of challenges, but people come for the weather and they stay because it's beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. No better, but no better weather in the world. In your current role, let's just, let's talk about what you do as the senior vice president of member information. What's your, what's your role now and what's your biggest challenge? 
So I lead my award-winning team of 11. Um, It includes our research division. As I mentioned, I'm a research geek. Um, And our long-term strategic planning for the association. We educate realtors on fair housing. Um, We have um, the ultimate goal of of equitable access to homeownership through research data. We have a financial literacy arm. I also oversee our... um, our charitable arm, our housing and affordability fund, which I'm so proud to announce that we just created our first ever statewide closing cost assistance grant for underserved communities. Wow. And so that's big. We have Woman Up, we have Latino Professionals Network, and I work directly with the CEO, the CFO, and our strategic planning committee to make sure that our budget and our strategic plan is on point and outward facing and looking out um, long term um, and how that affects and will affect our members. We have to talk some, a little bit more about Woman Up. I'm, I'm, I'm close friends with Molly, Molly McKinley, who's been active there. Deborah Trapin is somebody who I've, I've known for over a decade through the kind of through the Inman circles. Um, Tammy Bennell's aligned and connected there as well. It seems like there's, it's just got so much more reach than it's. It was something that started at CAR, but the reach has been nationwide. I'd love to chat about that. Yeah, it's grown so vast and so quickly across the industry, across the nation. And we have to give kudos to our national partners. Rate My Agent is one. Thank you so much. (laughs) And Tammy Bennell, huge proponent. We have Really G, we have Ankle Volkers, we have huge, huge real estate, national and international real estate companies that are um, supportive and have um, latched on to the movement and have started their own. You know, it's it's a conversation that needed to be started, needed to be had, and uh, needs to continue. Look, it's well known. It seems to be a good old boy network of, you know, you talked about what it was like in commercial real estate, and I'm sure you knew how, you found out quickly how that's a good old boy network. Um, yeah. How do we, how do you affect change there? What are, what are some of the things you can do? Well, I think we started the conversation. I think coming to our event, coming to Woman Up, listening in to these conversations of powerful leaders that we have on our stage, that's a start. I also think the advocacy for women is so important. I am a big proponent of supporting women, empowering women, and building women up when when they're not in the room. I think that is the number one thing we can all be doing sisters, brothers, however you want to call it, but it is so important to build up the women that we see as a future leaders, to tap them on the shoulder, to talk about them behind their backs in an absolute positive way. Um, I think that's the way to do it. I think it's through this community. It's through the conversations that we have and the words that we use and, um, and the role models that we highlight and the um, the support that we give one another. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. The awareness that comes out of there is uh, is pretty special, right? I mean, I'm, I'm able to Absolutely. follow it. And, yeah. And actually yeah. attended a couple of things. And so, yeah, I'd say, I, I, I would recommend to everybody if you're at, you're at a conference somewhere and you see on the agenda, Woman Up, go check it out. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and contrary to popular belief, 
Bill will tell you, men are absolutely welcomed. Yep. They're not shunned or or shamed away. Yeah. No, I'm, and and that's the whole point. Like men are at the table, and men can be the best advocates for women. Yeah, right. Yep. One of your responsibilities is kind of you know connecting with broker owners and and really kind of following what the emerging trends in the industry are. Right. So. Uh, coming out of the pandemic and I, during the pandemic, I would ask every guest, what were you, were, were you expecting that result for the real estate industry in March of 2020? So I'll ask you that question too, because I'm waiting for the first person to go, yep, I had it nailed. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Or, <laughs> and, and what are the, are there any trends as we come out that, that are something we should know, or maybe that even surprised you? Well, so first of all, no, we didn't have it nailed. Um, <laughs> however, I think we were well positioned given that we have such a close tie to the industry, such a close tie to brokers um, that we were able to respond right away. Mm. And I started a um, Friday call with California brokers. I think we went down into lockdown on March 13th, 2020. And we had our first broker call on March 20th, like the following Friday. And it was like, what do you need? How can we help you? And there were 800 people in the room saying, we need you. Yeah. Please tell us what we can do. Make us essential. You know, I mean, it was way back when we weren't essential. Right. We weren't an essential service. So it was a really important piece of it. And no, we did not, we did not know what was it was we didn't see it coming however we were well prepared to respond to our key stakeholders and our members so that was an important piece i think um that i will i will tout my my fellow teammates and and colleagues that we just all kind of hunkered down and and got to it got to servicing our members and we created a COVID relief hotline. I was very much involved in that, involved in providing that service to our members, um, not knowing what was going to happen in real estate a couple months out. We wanted to make sure that every realtor knew that they had access to pandemic unemployment insurance, mm. um, which was a first for realtors, especially in California. But as as a as a ten ninety nine or you don't you don't usually get that access, right? Right. Um, and so that was an important piece. And then the PPP loans for small businesses was so important to keep the doors open, right? And then, that, so that was pretty much March, April, May, and then May, you know, everything opened up and it, and there was never a more important point, exclamation point on the value of home, Right. Right. And so I think that has um, just been such a boon for real estate. I mean, home and what we do and what we, you know, what we have and, and the yard and all of that was just a, a, just a great positive outcome for realtors in particular for the real estate industry. So that um, will be, la I, I think that will be everlasting. I don't think it was a surprise. I think we all love our homes, but 
being able to be comfortable and actually being able to work from home and and connected and having Zoom and technology, I think those are the the things that we didn't really appreciate. I was using Zoom before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, thanks to Deborah Trapin, right? Like she she got me <laughs> out of my comfort zone and into Zoom early on, maybe two years before the pandemic. So that really helped me. in my role. But I think what we saw and and a trend that that really, and you I'm sure you've heard this from several of your your um guests, we saw just the acceleration of technology um in the industry. And I and what was beautiful that came out of that is the ability for the real estate industry to 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 to, um, grab onto that and to embrace it and to be flexible and to now use it on a day-to-day. Yeah. Right. And so that's a positive outcome that, that has come out of the, the craziness that was the last two years. Um, And I think it will also just keep accelerating. I think you're going to see technology and, you know, e-notary and, and the digit, of the real estate um, transaction uh, get that much further, that much quicker. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said there. I, I it, you know, the whole value of home, uh, it definitely took on a different. I think it took on a slightly different connotation, right? It's yeah. Out of this, where do I? If this happens again, is this where I want to be? And right. you know, I think that facilitated a lot of possible movement, right, in the country. If you're thinking, you know what, I. Or, for, or, or companies that realized, I don't have to bring these people into one space anymore. We really did yeah. well <laughs> with with remote. For sure. And and the, I don't think that's going to change yeah. all that much. I think that's going to have a lasting impact. Yeah, you're going to have people that want to be in person and want to have collaboration days and mm-hmm. all of that. But I don't think, I don't think we have, in other words, we have proven ourselves that we can work, the workforce has proven themselves yes. that they can work from home. Yeah, And honestly, I, I posted this on my Instagram. Companies should embrace that. They're getting an extra hour of productivity from their, I mean, each way, depending on where you are in the country, um, of productivity from their employees. And um, that has really kind of, and, and it will continue to impact the real estate industry because it's no longer a jobs-based center, right? Like you, you it, when you have a workforce that can work from anywhere, that really opens up opportunities in the real estate industry. And, and honestly, opportunities for referrals across the country. And so I, I encourage everyone to kind of think about that and how they can position their business to be able to to be that flexible real realtor partner and right. and have connections across the country and have those referral networks and and um, ability to provide that service to your clients because yeah. it's not going to be in my you know o- only in my sphere only in my area only in my location now that kind of took takes a different spin on location, 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 right? Yeah, it kind of does. It, you don't need to be near. No. You don't need to yeah. be near something like you had to be near yeah. something before, unless it's your family. <laughs> and that's right. I mean, I'm, sometimes that's I'm born and raised LA. I mean, yeah. I'm the first person to tell you, man, it's hard to live in LA. Um, but my whole family's here. 
So it'll be hard for me to move. Yeah. Totally get it. Um, totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've, Sarah, I've had you here well past the time I asked of you. So I'm going to wrap this up with the same final question I've asked every guest um, for uh, six and a half years now. And that's what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just starting in the business? Ooh, I love this. Um, I always try to help realtors overall remember their why mm-hmm. of what they do, mm-hmm. right? And if you can just keep a hold on why you came into being a realtor, and I I want to say it's about getting people into home ownership. Yeah, I mean, there's a commission check that comes with that, but there is nothing that will replace handing over those keys. And that feeling of providing an op- a home ownership opportunity to your clients, if you stick to that why, everything else is gravy. Sarah, if somebody wants to reach out to you, is there an easy way for them to do that? Yeah. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, um, you can just search for my name, Sarah Sudichan. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And um, I'm also available on my cell and on my and my email, Sarah S at car.org. There's no H in my name. Um, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Sarah, this has been great. Thank you so much. I'm glad we finally got together, found the time for this. Yeah, Thank so you cool. for your patience. Oh, no worries. Look, I, as, as a fellow Southern Californian, we had a morning just a couple days ago where my wife and I looked out, it was gloomy and overcast. And we both at the same time were thinking the same thing, like, this is like a June morning in San Diego. It just felt so cool, right? Oh. So even when it's not sunny in 72, which is pretty much normal, uh, there's still those little pieces of California. I love taking it back. So enjoy it. You know, I'm still, I'm jealous that you're still there. It's awesome. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Bill. Great. Happy to be here. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. (laughs) 